This is the Gratitude Journal Podcast. Well, good morning. It is uh, Memorial Day, Monday morning. It's a little after eight o'clock. And uh, it's been a while since we uh, went on a ride together. I thought that uh, if I was gonna go ahead and uh, perform the task of doing my workout in the morning outside, since it's so beautiful and has been all week, uh, that I would take you along for the ride, if that's okay. Uh, It is um, early this morning, at least for uh, doing my workout. I usually don't do them in the morning. But we've just had this amazing stretch of weather. And as I look ahead to the uh, seven-day forecast for the upcoming week, equally as epic. Now, if you're a fan of rain, as uh, Donna is, then you probably are not super big fans. But... uh, I'm just going to take it. So if I happen to pass by people and say good morning, you'll know what I'm talking about, or alert people that I'm passing them on the left, which is sort of a common courtesy. Passing on the left. Uh, You'll excuse me. I'm trying to figure out the last time that we actually did a ride together. Uh, I want to say it's been a couple of years, probably. I have not been on the bike so far in the spring because in the early winter when I sometimes was going out to uh, ride, I noticed that uh, I had a completely flat tire. I tried to, uh, front tire, I tried to pump it up, it wouldn't happen so I knew something was, you know, beyond my control. And it was just the other day, they got around to taking it up to uh, a shop in Cuyahoga Falls, which is just north of us. And uh, so my first point of gratitude this morning is the gratitude extended to the fine folks at Falls Wrench and Wheel in Cuyahoga Falls. Or is that Falls Wheel and Wrench? I think that's it. Uh, I purchased this bike from them, new, along with Donna's. And um, they... uh, took me in yesterday and said, it's going to be about a week. And I went, okay, guess I'll ride the stationary bike at home. And then they gave me a call yesterday saying, well, we fixed your tire. And uh, I went and picked it up. So here we are. We're on the trail. Uh, I mentioned uh, earlier that I was grateful to Falls Wheel and Wrench. Uh, Also grateful for this amazing stretch of weather. It's, uh, it's been pretty, pretty amazing. It's not too terribly humid and it uh, has allowed us to do a little bit of work out in the yard and that work has included <laughs> re, uh, trying to restain my front porch. I actually put a note out to I don't know if you use an app called Nextdoor. I sometimes post stuff on Nextdoor, like looking for people to do work. 
And I thought, I do not want to stain my ever, you know, decrepit front porch again because I do it every two years and the paint starts to peel. So I, I said, obviously there's something I'm not doing right. I'm just going to let a professional do it. And got a couple of quotes, settled on a guy. Then he never called me. So I thought, you know what, I'll save 500 bucks and uh, I guess do it ourselves. So that's what we've been doing this weekend is just trying to scrape and sand down without having to power wash. You know, there's a lot of controversy about power washing. You know, does it damage the wood? Blah, 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 blah. So today I'm going to wash it before we head out to my parents. And uh, then throughout the week, since it's going to be so nice, I might assign Donna a few little tasks uh, to get us prepped so we can get that taken care of. I've been dealing with a medical issue um, that will not only sort of probably impact this ride, uh, but uh, will be uh, something that uh, you know I'll have to uh, deal with next month. Is uh, been feeling very lightheaded. I think I might have referenced this on a previous episode, uh, and I went the blood route, meaning I saw a hematologist, and uh, you know we were thinking, how oh, is it going to be? something, you know, leukemia related or something, because I was just feeling so lightheaded and a little tired. And so I went through weeks and weeks and weeks of blood tests every other week. Morning. Morning. And um, it didn't really reveal anything, just that I was anemic and I have an underacting thyroid, which I take a medication for. And um, so finally he says, you know, I think you ought to go the cardiac route because not really showing anything. Passing on the left. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. And um, so I, I did that and uh, saw a cardiologist and he sent me someone else. As it turns out, I have these little things called PCVs. In fact, sometimes at one point they got so bad over the winter that I actually went to the ER and I never go to the ER. I mean, I couldn't even stand up hardly. And um, so, long story short, um, I'm going up a little bit of an incline, and due to this condition, it's a little rougher than I thought. Uh, yeah, I, ha I uh, took a couple of medications, but both of them made me feel even more lightheaded than I normally do. So, the second cardiologist who uh, specializes more in rhythm related stuff I guess said well you know I do a lot of ablations and you seem to be kind of a candidate since the medication didn't seem to work uh, it would have been a medication I would have taken the rest of my life and uh, so basically what happens is uh, passing on the left Basically what happens is they uh, don't entirely put you to sleep and they run like a, you know, they go in through your leg and they run like a catheter or a line up into your, the bottom chamber of my heart, the left side, which is where these things are happening. And I guess if I'm understanding it correctly, they sort of cauterize it. 
uh, it can take a couple of hours and they don't want you to be totally asleep and apparently that kind of helps so I'm hoping it will it's July the 6th and uh, you know for our situation it's uh, you know, getting somebody to drive us which uh, Donna's friend Gene well, our friend Gene has uh, graciously agreed so I'm grateful for Gene to, like she's gonna come over and pick us up and hang out with Donna while the, you know the tech uh, the uh, procedure takes place has to be done in Cleveland and um, and then take us home which I'm very very grateful for uh, so that's the newest wrinkle uh, I have just been so lightheaded the past two weeks in fact yesterday just going to like a picnic Memorial Day picnic oh my gosh I was like say to Donna we're gonna have to go home I'd like I just like want to sleep I mean it's really just amazing and I'm a little nervous I guess because you know it's your heart it's not like your elbow and they can like repair a couple of tendons and you know you don't really use it as much anymore I mean <laughs> You kind of use this thing every day, you know? So anyway, the lightheadedness uh, really brings down my game as much as a 63-year-old can be have a game as far as working out. Passing on the left. Uh, so that's kind of the situation with that. So hopefully that will go well. It's a little chilly this morning. I wore my Nike leggings which look great uh, they don't look great on me but they look great you know under shorts and then I have my padded <laughs> my padded shorts under there that are supposed to help you know riding a bike I got the cheap ones so I don't know how much they really help uh, morning I'm perfectly convinced and I've been trying to follow this mantra over the past couple of years is I think in most cases you get what you pay for I don't know do you agree with that I feel like uh, morning I feel like I've been sort of cheaping out on things because of price and I think you can always find a good deal but I feel like had I bought really good shorts they would have lasted a long time and they would have made me feel better than the way I'm already feeling right now which is yeah there's a little bit of cushion down in there down in that section uh, but I could be more you know <laughs> when you're riding a bike you definitely don't want to be uncomfortable <sighs> sorry for the heavy breathing it's like shoes like I need a new pair of shoes running shoes workout shoes and uh, you know back in when we were living in Pittsburgh in the early 2000s I bought a black pair of Doc Martens and you know at the time they cost like $150 I mean it was very very expensive but um, I still have them and they look great they have they have a little bit of a weathered look but they're supposed to and like my brother Mark tells me who's much more of a fashion plate than I you know these things will last you like 20 more years and uh, so it's like when I got this new position I wanted a Vitamix because I wanted to make my own smoothies I wanted to make my own hummus and uh, morning you know Vitamixes are expensive but I'm told you know 
that it will last forever. I cracked the pitcher, you know, the part that you pour stuff in. I contacted Vitamix. Uh, they asked for a couple of details. Morning. And uh, they sent me a free one. Like, they replace it. So if, like, the motor goes out in this Vitamix, they just send you a new one. Guaranteed for life. So, I... If budget allows, I don't want to scrimp anymore on stuff. I just want to buy good things so I don't have to buy them again. If I can afford them. Okay, so I'm ready to cross this road here. This is Howe Avenue. It kind of splits up this bike trail. I'm on something called the Freedom Trail. It is a... Uh, this is the one we rode before together. It's a trail that runs from almost in Kent on the far east side, which is where we entered. Usually I enter off the uh, circle in Talmadge, which is the little communities north of us. But they're having a Memorial Day parade, and I think they're going to close off the parking lot I usually use. And it runs through Talmadge, down into Akron, and uh, they're extending it almost to downtown, which should connect eventually to the Towpath Trail. You know what? In Northeast Ohio, there's a lot of suck-ass things, okay? But the one thing that we will compete on any level in America is the park system. We are so fortunate and I'm so grateful. I wish I enjoyed the outdoors even more than I do. We are so fortunate to have the Cleveland Metro Parks, the Akron Metro Parks, and the Towpath Trail. I mean, it's people who move here from, you know, all these other places and they go, you know, oh, this is a flyover state. And they come here and they see the parks and they go, oh my gosh, everywhere you look, there's a park. Everywhere you look, there's green. Uh, we're pretty fortunate. So today, I wanted to first apologize for not uploading a lot of content to this podcast. Um, I've been really challenged with being a caregiver lately been very challenged with work as far as the job part and the amount of time that it's taking and I think eventually it's going to necessitate a decision uh, because I think that you know the job I think you have to weigh everything out and while I'm grateful for having a position at my age with benefits, I have, uh, good morning. Uh, I'm putting in a lot more time than what I'm being paid for, if I'm just being honest. And you know, a lot of evening things, now things on weekends. This week we're having a discussion about uh, how much we're going to be doing, you know, weekend activities because it's summer and I work for a radio station and just the extra time, I'm, I just I have a lot to weigh out. Um, so it's been a challenging time. But one of the things, I guess, that I've been trying to get a grip on and to come to some kind of more clear understanding is trying to live more in the present 
and I have to say that it's been very, very difficult sometimes trying to do that morning. Um, I think it's been difficult mainly because this journey that we are on causes me to not appreciate the positive things in my current situation. I mean, let's face it, it's very difficult or very easy to focus on the negative things. For instance, yesterday, Donna and I left a get-together at her niece's uh, about 25 minutes away from where we live. We got about halfway home and I said, hey, can you, uh, Donna knows how to use the app, and I said, can you turn the alarm off on the house? Well, she went to reach for her phone and it wasn't there. She went to reach for her purse and it wasn't there. Well, she had left it at the party. So immediately, I was, you know, I used profanity and I kind of yelled because uh, I wasn't in the mood to drive back. I had to use the restroom, to be quite honest, and it was just, it was irritating. And so she, obviously, you know, that look on her face, she felt bad because, you know, and I felt bad. So as we were heading back to her niece's house, I said, listen, that's, that's my fault. I apologize. I should have had my checklist in order. I should have asked you before we even walked out the door, do you have your purse? Do you have your phone? Uh, that was my fault. And man, I just felt bad like all night. So, I mean, there's so many things to be disenchanted with about the current situation. One of the things I've been really, really struggling with is trying to, I guess, <laughs> living vicariously through others who are having success and do not have the issues that I have. And, and a part of me is very happy for hearing all of the great things that are happening to other people and the fact that they're not tasked with this challenge that takes up literally every inch of my day, mentally, sometimes physically, sometimes spiritually, uh, can, be, can be very challenging. And it's not going to get better. And so I, I sometimes kind of dip into, you know, the, the chasm of despair by, at one hand, trying to be happy for others who are, who are experiencing great things that have good news. And on the other hand, uh, feeling a kind of woe is me kind of situation and trying to find like a middle ground between those two. Really, I don't even know if finding a middle ground is really the right, uh, I don't even know if that's even the right thing to say. It's more like accepting what is. And that's, it's very tough, you know? I mean, I, I'm kind of a shitty Buddhist, but and I'm a shitty Catholic too, but I feel like this, this notion. Morning.
this notion of accepting your current situation. And I guess trying to find joy in it. Man, oh man, I'm telling you what. It is tough. And so I spend a lot of time looking towards the future and not really living in the present moment. I spend a lot of time trying to plan what might happen, what could happen, what's, what I'm assuming is going to happen. And I'm, I'm sorry, I'm crossing a bunch of... <laughs> we have uh, just north of us, for those who are unfamiliar with our area, this community of Talmadge. Oh, they're letting me go. Thank you. Uh, this community of Talmadge has a, a famous thing called the Talmadge Circle, and it spokes off into all these different directions. Well, this Freedom Trail crosses a couple of those spokes, so you have to stop and wait for the traffic. And, and uh, at that particular place, they had a sign up, a state sign that said you have traffic has to stop. Sometimes it's up, sometimes it's not. Anyway, so I'm done with that for a little while until I turn around which I will have to eventually, because Donna's going to wake up. And uh, that's part of my caregiving routine, is to make sure she has her pills, her morning pills, she takes them, and that uh, she gets her tea, and she gets nourishment, and blah, blah, blah. So, uh, so anyway, I spent a lot of time thinking about that. And I think lately, as people will do when they've hit my age, as they reflect and look back in their life. And I know this is all senseless and pointless and has no real concrete meaning in our world, per se, you know, in the current world. Our acceptance of things that have already passed and regrets the things that have already happened and the fact that we can never go back again. And uh, so last night I had this bad dream. I'm calling it a bad dream because uh, it involved a friend of mine who passed away several years ago. And in my dream, which was extremely vivid, I was, for whatever reason, playing a game of pickup basketball in a gymnasium. And the late, great Jim Cheneau was on the court. I mean, Jim and I worked together at a radio station. Uh, we remain, he was my idol. I'm sure I have a blog post somewhere you can read. And, you know, my idol became my friend. and and was my friend up until the day that he uh, died. And I, I've just had you know, a number of unresolved things involving his death and, and just death in general, death of young people. Uh, oh, thank you, thanks, thanks, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, so those people let me by. That was nice. And in the stream, we were playing a game of pickup basketball with other people. And, and it just seemed like it was very vivid and very real. And like Jim had this, just this extremely baritone voice and like I could hear it and he was talking to people and he was reeling off a couple of these little one-liners that he used to do and some of them were irritating uh, but that was part of his charm you know everybody doesn't have things that you enjoy uh, and 
I became very emotional. And I remember I was sitting, I went onto the side of the court and I was sitting, passing on the left. And uh, I like went into a fetal position and I was started crying, like weeping. And somebody came over, a female, and was trying to console me. And I turned over on my side and she was trying to just say, you know, it's going to be all right and that kind of stuff. And I woke up in that position and like my face was sort of drenched. So I knew like I didn't wake down up, I don't think. But I just like the whole aspect of being a part of something in the past uh, was just so I, I guess, I don't know, devastating. I don't know if that's really the right word. It was, it, it affected me. And I laid there for probably what seemed like an hour. And I kept thinking to myself, if I can't work through, you know, like the emotional trauma of a friend dying, how am I going to work through the emotional trauma of potentially losing this person that I love. That presupposes that, you know, pending a successful ablation surgery, that, you know, uh, she will, you know, pass on before me. How am I going to deal with that? And I kind of laid there, just bouncing back and forth between the past and the present. Just, you know, what happened? What if? What happened? What if? What happened? What if? And it's almost like my mind was sort of bending in two, and before I could resolve anything, I had fallen back asleep. And so that's kind of what I've been dealing with lately, is, is realizing that not everybody, A, deals with my situation. Not everybody is trying to run a business, work full-time, manage a home, cooking, paying bills, being the only driver in the house, being a caregiver. Not everybody is doing that. I mean, while everybody has their challenges, not everybody has these challenges. It's not that there are better or worse challenges. It's not everybody is, has the same um, events going on that cause them to change the construct of their day-to-day life in such a way that they are more focused on somebody else than themselves. And then I thought, well, maybe this is, maybe this is good to be focused more. Maybe this is more Zen than what I had originally envisioned. Maybe I should bask in the glow, if there is such a thing, of caring for somebody else more than I care about myself. <clears throat> and you know, <clears throat> morning. 
<clears throat> excuse me, in the end, is this something that I can learn from? Is this something that I can be grateful for? So I am probably at the point where I'm going to turn around and I realize on, on the top of my handlebars, I had a little, like a speedometer, and it was also <clears throat> something that, um, you know, counted your miles and let you know kind of where you were. I probably knew where I was at one time when I rode this a little more. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know whether I've gone six miles, seven miles, and I, now I have to turn around. Um, but anyway, that is, um, that is kind of what I've been tasked with, is this, this uh, kind of strange space between past and present. And that strange space is the space where I need to be and need to focus on and be more aware of. And this is an odd place to be. You know, it's uh, odd because it's where you're supposed to be, <laughs> you know. Uh, <clears throat> so I'm going to turn around because, to be quite honest, this is a place even though it's paved, oh, again, we're so lucky that we have a paved plate. It's just paved. It's not dirt or rocks or anything, gravel, which so many parts of the towpath are. So I'm turning around because I, I don't have anything to protect myself. <laughs> like, I don't have any mace. And since this part of the Freedom Trail winds through... Um, some questionable neighborhoods. Um, you never know who or what is lurking. I don't have anything. Someone just comes out of the shadows and pushes me over and then, you know. So anyway, that is my uh, challenge. The other challenge is now I'm riding full blast into the morning sun. I do not have a hat. I'm wearing a helmet, obviously. Uh, so, but I'm not going to bitch about the fact that it's sunny out. So as I've talked before on this podcast, you know, um, regret is something that I struggle with uh, a lot. And... So I'm crossing a fairly uh, busy road now, hopefully. Aha, I think I have a break. This is Britain Road, and it runs north and south. And uh, usually, morning, usually I have to wait a pretty long time to cross, but I got over it, so that's good. I'm out actually fairly early this morning. Gonna have to just my riding position because feeling a little bit of numbness in the jewels and that's never good for extended periods of time when riding a bicycle uh, so part of the game plan today is to visit my folks they have been experiencing um, a few more 
medical sanitary issues, issues that are not being addressed by the place where they live, where they pay an exorbitant amount of money. And in our family text thread, we have come to the conclusion that we are going to have to have a sit down with the people who uh, are part of the administration and figure out a solution to this. I won't go into the gory details, but you know, these are things that <clears throat> if you're paying $9,000 a month, you figure that they're being addressed. Even though all places are short staffed, I get it. But I'm grateful that today, like even though my father asks me the same question seven or eight times while I'm there, as does my mother, that at my age, I'm still able to have a conversation with my parents is, you know, joyful. And uh, again, I, I dance between those two worlds because here's... My mom asking Donna what she's doing as far as her art. My mother is very intrigued with Donna and her art because my mother has some creative ability. And, uh, you know, Donna's answering her and the answer is not true, but it's true in her head. And then my mother asks her again, you know, five minutes later. It's, I mean, I feel like I'm in a bizarre film vacillating between what the hell and I'm grateful that all these people who I love are together in one room Good morning and you know I get to have another day of witnessing it today so I'm very grateful for that time you know I'm not oblivious to that I wish I were more aware of it and could find more gratitude that would be helpful but that that is our challenge so as far as what's been happening that's happening it's a job that needs to be reanalyzed I think and it is a situation that presents to me the challenge of living in the present moment as best I can at any one time. It can be... It can be difficult. But that is my challenge. So hopefully you are, one, having a relaxing holiday. Feels weird that this is a holiday. I was telling the guy at the bike place reading this article in the paper you know this this day you know on one end of the continuum it's a mattress sale you know at some business on the other end of the continuum it's these you know stories that honor these people that have given their lives for our country it's just it's it, I mean it's a really it's a holiday of extremes I heard people lighting fireworks last night I'm, thinking, what are you lighting fireworks for? 
We're not celebrating, really. But each to his or her own. Uh, feeling a little lightheaded right now. This part of this trail is a little bit of an incline. So I'll be crossing all the, all the little nooks and crannies of the circle and stopping and starting. So this is where I will leave you so you don't have to endure that. But thanks for going along for the ride this morning. I feel like of all the holidays out of the year, this holiday seems to be uh, the one that requires most of my commitment to be at places, to go places, uh, showing up at get-togethers, which I guess is probably good. I, you know, <laughs> some people don't have get-togethers to go to. So I'm trying to look at that as a positive and to be grateful that that burger they're serving me uh, is free and I didn't have to pay for it. And uh, I, don't have to, <laughs> I don't have to prepare dinner tonight. <clears throat> so um, here's to a relaxing holiday, if that's the case for you. And here's to trying to live in the present moment. Thank you for going along for the ride on the Gratitude Journal podcast. <laughs>